Hi everyone, welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real life stories from our guests. We are wildly becoming who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wildly Becoming. I'm really excited about today's episode because my friends here, Kendrick and Jill, we're going to call this rapid fire with Rach. They have some questions for me, but before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to one of my favorite churches in the area, the Fringe Church. They are today's sponsor. And you can also check out the Fringe Coffee House. They do a lot of great things to help people who are coming out of prison to get reintegrated into society and have jobs. So shout out to the French church. Okay. I'm going to turn this over. I'm scared. Just throwing that out there to Kendrick and Jill, and they're going to ask me questions so that all of you listening can get to know me a little bit better. And maybe I don't know exactly where they're going with this. (laughs) I'll ask the first question, Rachel. Okay. Um, Especially because I don't know you that well. When did you start walking with Jesus and how did that happen? Oh, I like that one. Okay, so at the age of 16, I asked Jesus into my heart and began a personal relationship with Jesus. So, I mean, I've had my wilderness time since then, no lie, but at 16, I found this little Pentecostal church in the middle of the country and felt the Holy Spirit for the first time, and my life's never been the same. Can you elaborate on one of those wilderness seasons? Uh, I think the listeners would love to hear. Oh, man. Yeah, we all love to talk about those wildernesses. Thank you for that. He's pulling it out. (laughs) Thank you for that. Whose idea was this again? Yeah, I went through a heartbreaking season where when I got saved at 16, I was at that church and in that ministry till my 20s. I can't remember. I was there a long, long time, many years. And I went through a heartbreaking season and a breakup. And it's one of those things where... When you go through breakups, it feels like people pick sides, right? And it can get awkward and it can get messy. And I'm learning the rhythms of messy in life with Jesus because life is just messy. So when I left that church, I was hurt. So I had church hurt. And instead of running to the arms of Jesus, I ran to alcohol and men and just attention-seeking behaviors and definitely got to a place where I hit rock bottom and the Lord definitely was working on me. And, and I went back there because hmm. that's where at that time, you know, in my faith journey, I'm like, that's where I'm going to go to get Jesus. Right yeah. now, obviously we know Jesus is right here with us, the Holy Spirit's in us, but yeah. So that's kind of like part of my wilderness journey. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You know, you said so much right there. I'm so thankful that when we hit rock bottom, Jesus is that rock. Amen. (laughs) You know, uh, I just recently had a friend tell me about uh, we seek attention instead of intimacy. And she kept saying that attention is intimacy's cheap counterfeit. So I just think that's really. um, Amen. That's profound right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jill, I know you have to have a question for Rachel. So why don't you go ahead and ask one? Who did you play with on the steps when you were a little girl? Because I think this is beautiful. Oh my goodness. So really only two people probably know this story. <laughs> so this is like
like definitely rapid fire questions here, but when I was a little girl, my family was very dysfunctional. My mother and father, like my father um, abused my mom and he was also an alcoholic. And so I was probably only four or five. A lot of my memories from PTSD, like I've like, don't have a lot of memories from my childhood. I've like pushed them back. And so I, we had this house that we rented and I never even told my parents this and they're now both deceased, but I would go to this church next to us and on the steps there, literally, I know it's going to sound crazy, but Jesus came and would play with me as a little girl. Like, Mm. I'm sure that that was the Lord's way of giving me comfort because, you know, he looked down and saw this like young child in the middle of chaos. It was, it was a really rough childhood filled with, you know, lots of abuse and neglect and abandonment. But yeah, but even then Jesus was right there. So I, yeah, I literally played with Jesus on the steps. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. And I'm thanks. I love that. Oh, thank you. No, it is an important story. And I think people can be encouraged by that, you know, if they're finding themselves in a season like that. So thank you for asking. He comes to all of us, no matter age, yeah. no matter what, where, where you stand. He's, yep. He comes to us. Amen to that. So true. Next question. If you all could see Jill right now, I mentioned in one episode, she has a lot of rhinestones on usually, but she's also wearing like cheetah leopard print today. Okay, I'm loving it. Only because I didn't have time to go back to get the sequence. No. That, Leotard that, from. Yeah. You got to keep walking away from GW that. GW Fashions. <laughs> Love GW Fashions. That's Goodwill for everyone that doesn't know Rachelisms. I have a lot of Rachelisms. Next question. What's your most embarrassing moment? Really? I know her so much to know that she doesn't want to tell her most embarrassing moment. (laughs) Well, that's a hard one because I'm kind of goofy and feel like I embarrass myself a lot. Maybe one time when I was preaching and the spirit took over and I threw something, although that was funny too. But like I almost hit. hit You threw something? I've never heard this story. I mean, I, I almost hit. Cameron's guitar, but that's a different story. And I can still see that platter like whizzing by it. And in midair, I was like, please don't hit the guitar for the worship band, which Cameron and his wife, Michonne, are my friends. So that's funny. Yeah. I think when I preach, I'm a fireball. And so I don't even know why I threw it now. I don't know. We could go watch the sermon. It's still floating out there somewhere. But that's embarrassing because, like, literally, though, when you're operating in the spirit, it's not like, I think sometimes honing that energy into, but gosh, I forgot about that. All right, moving on, you, moving on. Favorite, do you have a favorite sermon that you've ever done? Well, based on opinions of people. That's I, a great place to start, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst place to start because we should be living for an audience of one, which is Jesus and not people. Um, I'd have to say the white flag sermon. I love to use props. I'm a visual learner. I love to use props. Probably the white flag. A lot of people came to know Christ that day. And it just seemed like that specific sermon really resonated with people. And so I, it was like an all-in type of sermon. Surrender, white flag. Mm, you're either all-in or you're not like halfway in, a little bit in, lukewarm, being all-in. Uh, somebody just called in, Rachel, and they would, um, they would, <laughs> they would really love to know. How would you um, describe your dancing style? First. 
first of all, I didn't know we were allowing call-ins. <laughs> second of all, that is equally funny to me because I'm part of Strip Church Dayton, which is an outreach ministry that goes in strip clubs. So it's funny that you ask about dancing. I'm well-rounded. I do a little bit of everything. Um, I'm not going to lie, though. I got moves. I like to dance. Um, I've seen her break it down. <laughs> so I don't know how I would describe my dancing. Honestly, probably not very like fancy these days. The older I get, I don't know. I don't dance anymore. Well, Rachel, um, in light of everything that has happened in this recent year, what's one thing you learned in 2020? In 2020, I learned... A lot about myself, actually, because we had, we were forced to be alone so much through the pandemic. I would say for myself, I really learned how important my intimate relationship with Christ is and to really trust in him through those times and really stand on his promises. So I think what I've learned is just Continuing to grow in your relationship and not let it get stagnant with the Lord. And that takes intentionality. So I think that's something I learned about myself is that Jesus cares more about us and our relationship with him than all the work, than going and doing all the things. Because yeah. a lot of Christians get so caught up in like ministry and work, work, work and serve, serve, serve. But Jesus wants us, that intimate relationship with him. Do you have a favorite scripture? That is so hard. For the longest time, Jeremiah 29, 11 was like my life first. But I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and I can't have, I don't think I have just one that I cling to anymore. Kind of like the more that the years pass by and my relationship with Christ goes on, I'm just a lover of the word as a whole. I don't know if I have one specific favorite anymore, but a lot of people ask me that, so I might have to get one. Do you have a uh, favorite worship song? Especially uh, for you guys that don't know, they've been killing me all day because I don't know all these Christian artists in this radio station. <laughs> right? So, Favorite worship worship song? Favorite worship song? Okay, there are two that come to mind because they are so special to my heart as far as like really feeling like I'm connecting with Christ through worship. And one is by The Belonging Company, and it's called Love Like This. And then another one is by Elevation Worship, and it's called With You. Um, and that song talks about not being consumed by all the things of the world and all the problems and struggles, but being consumed with who Jesus is So, and being in his presence. So if Jesus was in this room, what would you ask him? <laughs> Man, that's such a hard bye, question. Bye. <laughs> oh, right? I mean, so everyone's going to answer that question differently based on what season they find their life in, first yeah, of all. That, that's true. That's true. It's almost not a fair question. So if he was, I mean, I already let go of the whys of the unanswered prayers and all of that and questioning on all that. I might ask him like, Will I ever have a future husband? Like, is there anyone out there for me? Like, it's just hard, like all the unknowns and uncertainty. And although I love being alone, really, and I love the freedom, I'm just kind of curious. Like, I just wish I could know, like, okay, if this is all it is, then I'm cool with that. I'm just going to focus on that. But like, I'm not big on dating. 
and men freak me out. <laughs> so, and I'm not that girl that's going to put herself out there. Like I am it's not true. going on a dating app. No offense to all of the listeners that are on there. I'm glad it works for you, but I just, it doesn't work for me. So I think I would just ask Jesus, like, am I supposed to just focus on you and in the ministries or are you bringing me someone to do this life together? Which I have tons of people I do life with, like my friends and family, but I think I'd have some questions about, Mm -hmm. yeah. What's your biggest pet peeve in churches? Oh gosh. So I would definitely say just becoming the world, like selling out and also changing theology. Like God's word is God's word. We can't change it to fit our sinful lifestyle or accommodate us. So I gave more than one pet peeve and I could keep going. So next question, please. (laughs) What's the one thing that you're obsessed with? Do you have any obsessions? So... I am really obsessed with caffeine. Like, I don't have a lot of guilty pleasures. I try to have a healthy lifestyle, and I have one bad obsession, and that is the sugar-free energy drink. One a day because I don't drink coffee, and I rarely drink tea, so that's how I get my caffeine. That's my bad obsession. Okay, Rachel. Um, oh, Kendrick's we, we, back. Where oh, are yeah, we going yeah. here? We just actually had another person phone in. It's crazy. They're ringing off the hooks. You got people going nuts right now. Um The question was asked, what did you do before life in ministry? Before life in ministry, I love that you asked that question. So I've done a little bit of everything. When I first was out of high school, I actually went to beauty school, cosmetology, and I was a hairstylist for a really long time and a makeup artist. I had a lot of fun doing makeup artistry for independent film and models. So that's something I did for a while. And then I went into more of like admin work, like executive assistant, office manager, um, things like that. And my favorite job I did while I was doing that, which was what I was doing before I went into ministry, was I worked at an adult um, service center for developmentally disabled adults. And I loved doing that and hanging out with my special friends. So special people have a special place in my heart. So I feel like God was definitely priming my heart for ministry during during that time. But that's what I did. You want me to do your hair? Yeah, I was about to say, can you get my fade together? I can do a so, wicked fade. Yeah. Hey, I can even do an outline. I, I got see, you. That's how I know you cut white people's hair. What is, what is an outline? <laughs> you guys... Listening, I'm gonna fall off my stool in about five seconds. Um, this, I'm like, whose idea was this again? So, what does red, white, and blue mean to you? Ooh. Oh man. So, I love red, white, and blue. First of all, I love America. I'm glad we're here. I'm thankful for our freedoms. My parents are both deceased now, but my father um, was an army veteran. So, when Jill says what does RWB mean to me? For many years, I was part of a nonprofit called Team Red, White, Blue, Team RWB. And that is bringing in civilians and military or veterans and bridging that gap and being a support to veterans or military that are like coming out of the service and maybe they're just trying to like work their way back into civilian life um, or maybe they're struggling with PTSD. I used to run with my flag and... Uh, support veterans um, for suicide awareness because so many veterans a day are committing suicide. So 
So to me, like that's near and dear to my heart as well as just being a support and loving people like Jesus, even in that area and capacity. That's really good. And um, as a military brat, my dad was in the Air Force. He's a retired master sergeant. I feel you so much on that, Rachel. What type of workouts do you do, Rachel? What kind of workouts do you like? Well, for years I did marathon running and CrossFit, and I loved coaching track, um, middle school kids. So I would say, like, when I went through my divorce, it became a struggle bus for me to, like, stay physically fit. And so I've pretty much put a gym in my house. So I do like walking and running a lot, and I love lifting weights. Like, there's just something about lifting heavy weights that makes me just feel so, like, bad. Like, nobody's going to mess with me. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking, Kendrick. If you need to do squats, I got you. There's a rack in my garage. And speaking of garages, what are you driving? Oh, yeah, Ruby. So Kendrick laughs at this, but I have a 2021 Jeep Rubicon, and I named her Ruby. It was my Christmas gift to myself. Because why is she Ruby? Because she's a Rubicon? Because she's a Rubicon, and she has <laughs> red, laughing, but there's a reason I'm asking. Red interior. Yeah, see, like the ruby slippers. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That is that is beautiful. Um, <laughs> if you had one superpower, what would it be? If I could pick one superpower, it would be that I had the ability to heal, like healing. Healing people of everything from physical ailments to broken hearts because I've experienced so much pain and suffering and heartache in my own life. I just, I hate to see people hurting and suffering. And so if I could pick a superpower, I think it would be healing. Who is your favorite Bible character? Oh my goodness. Besides Jesus or like God. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a hard one because I feel like as a women in ministry, a female pastor leader, I want to pick like one of the women in the Bible. But I do feel like I have related to David so much and Elijah because, you know, David is like, if you read a lot of the Psalms, like, oh, he starts out, woe is me, like, I suck. But then before you know it, he's like praising and worshiping. And so he just had a lot of struggles But he never stopped, Mm. but he had a fighting spirit. And I love that even though he did, he did, you know, wrong Bathsheba, the affair, like God turned his life around, but David like truly loved and worshiped the Lord. And the fact that he was known after a man chasing after God's heart just made me love him even more because that's the kind of person I want to be. That's really good. It's really good. Well, thank you, Rachel, for answering our questions and the and the fans that were calling in. Um, I'm sure everybody really appreciates that. Um, and thank you for having us on the podcast again. This is this has been a great experience. Yeah, thank you so much, Kendrick, and thank you, Jill. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate you both being here, and to everyone listening, thank you for taking the time to learn a little bit more about me. And I hope that you had some laughs the same way that we did. Catch you next time. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. 
Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Shine FM Podcast Network.